Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 uh, and, uh, hey, hey, there we are. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, we need a computer better than this one. <laughs> I'm Keenan. And I'm Derek. And this is a true neutral bonus? Bonus. Uh, we have another request from ACAST Plus member DJ. Woo! Um, and so we're gonna we're here to fulfill that request. You know, that's mm. what we do. We are but humble servants. Mm. Yes. <laughs> give, mm. We give you what you want. It's not fan service. It's a request. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, no, today we're gonna talk about each of our top three favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Derek's been thinking about his and making a good list and like. Narrowing down the options and... Uh... It took so long. Honestly, it took so long for me to figure out exactly what I wanted to put on this list. I have <clears throat> such a love for for film and, and, and cinema, and, and I... Ah, man, there, there are so many honorary mentions on my list. <laughs> like, there are so many movies that... But I had to bring out just 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 my three favorites of all time, and and it's interesting because I ended up going with movies that I it's not necessarily the movies that I watch the most often that are my favorites of all time. Right. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many so many movies on my honorary mentions list. It's all it's right. crazy. Well, why don't we start with some of those? Because I know some movies that I would. Definitely, like, instinctively put on my top... Oh, yeah, the end of my bit was that uh, I have not been doing that. No. He's gonna wing it, I guess? I'm winging it to some degree. I've thought about this before. I have some conception of definitely what's up there in the top, but, like... Like, for, for example... I one of the movies that pops in my head and is definitely not top three, but if somebody asked me like top three favorite comedies, I'd put Hot Rod in there. Okay, uh, like that's not a movie that should be on my top three list, but it is definitely on like my top three comedies. I love that movie. I get and that. So... Uh, I one of my honorary mentions is The Matrix. Uh, yeah. I that was really close to making it into my top three, and it, I just I it just didn't quite do it. What I needed it to to be on the top three in my top ten, oh, most definitely top right. three. No, All I don't right. think so. All right. So. Well, why don't we start with your number three? My number three is Pulp Fiction. Okay, um, that's a good good old classic movie right there. See, so and I I have like I saw Pulp Fiction at an age that is maybe some would say too young to have seen Pulp Fiction. Um, Fair enough. But my little brother is you know four and a half years younger than me, and he saw it at the same time I did. So maybe he saw it at a too young, and I was more okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's like saying like that's it's just justifying. A mediocre thing with a worse thing. I think I was about ten and he was five or six, something like that, when we saw Pulp Fiction for the first time. My mother was not happy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a brutal movie, and I we we discussed this the other day, but I was uh, just thinking about how like just the time frame of that movie would fuck with you as a child. <laughs> yeah. you, like you're just kind of 
putting together how stories work in the first place, trying to <clears throat> grasp what the story is possibly trying to say in Pulp Fiction is what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think probably, like, the first time I saw it, I probably didn't really understand it, you know, altogether too much. I kind of hope not. Um, But it's definitely a movie that sticks with you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't yeah, forget is, Pulp Fiction once you've seen it. It is a memorable movie. And and seeing it at that young of an age, it kind of has burned it into my brain. And it's one of those movies that, like, I don't go back to it super often, but probably, like, once or twice a year at least, I will go back and just watch Pulp Fiction. It's real good. And, uh... Royale with cheese. Yeah, <laughs> Royale with cheese. Uh, it's good shit. It's, it's a great fucking movie. Why would it, like... I'm assuming there aren't Quentin Tarantino lists or like movies in your top one and two. So why would this one beat out the other ones of those? Um, I'm just curious. Honestly, I think it might be because I had seen it at such a young age and it just kind of stuck with me. Um, the other one that was up there for me in the Quentin Tarantino list was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I really considered putting that up there, but Reservoir Dogs, it's uh, it's done. In a, a bit more of a linear way than yeah. Pulp Fiction is. I feel Significantly like, so. I feel like Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction is an art piece. Yeah. It, more I mean, than... It took the timeline and was like, hey, do you know what time is? Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think... What Reservoir Dogs did, like, I just think they uh, started in Medias Res, which is yeah. a pretty common thing to do in movies. I, th- I just... I think that... Pulp Fiction, to me, feels, um, especially now that I can look at things with a bit more of a critical, like, a, a cinephile eye, I can say that it, Pulp Fiction is both a great film, but it, it's, it feels more like an art film than it does a traditional f- movie. And just for it to be as well done as it is, is just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, the whole thing is top to bottom just amazing and top tier cast too oh yeah oh yeah yeah there's no one else that could have filled any of those roles it was like a perfectly cast movie yeah i just i can't i the only character i'm trying to picture as somebody else is bruce willis and i keep going to matt leblanc for some reason (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you might be able to do it i feel like you could Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's that's funny though. <laughs> How you doing? Man? <laughs> Zed's dead. <laughs> His eyes get all big. Oh fuck! <laughs> okay, what's your number three? All right, so. Once again, with not a huge amount of thought, but a lot of thought in previous times, um, I'm going to say my number three is Pink Floyd's The Wall. Ugh. Okay. I, I've put this up there because it's, like, if anybody were to ask me what a good concept album, what a concept album is, or what a cinematic music film would be yeah like anything along those lines what's the best music video it's pink floyd's the wall what's the essence of 
fucking a like long form music video, The Wall. The concept album, The Wall. Like, yeah, it is. It is the pinnacle of so many things that I hold as a gold standard for media in general. Uh, Mixed animation. Yeah. Like, I objectively, I agree with you. The wall is phenomenal. Right. It's amazing. For personal reasons, (laughs) I cannot watch this movie. It's just so sad. It is. It's one of my very favorites. I made sure both of my baby boys watched it before they were even six months old. <laughs> it's just it's just something I just wanted in their heads. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely adore that movie with every fiber of my being. I used to just sit and watch it on repeat sometimes. And uh, it's just so satisfying. Like, it's... Everything about the way it comes together, the story it tells, the imagery it uses to do it. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. The wall is just... I I can't think of anything else that tells a better, well-constructed story with music. Yeah. Yeah. That is fair. That is entirely fair. So, the wall. The wall. It is it is good. I have less to say on it because I haven't watched it in a very, very long time. <laughs> but it is very good. I do agree. Vera! <laughs> Vera! What has become of you? <laughs> uh, uh, such, uh, yeah, I fucking love The Wall. I could watch it Literally any time. If somebody was like, hey, do you want to watch The Wall? And it wouldn't really matter what I was doing. I'd probably be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's watch The Wall. (laughs) Floyd's masterpiece, The Wall. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. Entirely fair. That's that's my number three. All right. Numero tre. Good. Okay, so my number two movie of... All time. All time. 2001 A Space Odyssey. All right. I still haven't seen this one. So this is another movie that, for me, I saw at a fairly young age. I think I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey, I don't know, when I was maybe like 12 or 13 the first time, something like that. And it was another one of those movies that... I watched it, and I think the first time I watched it, a lot of it kind of went over my head. But what I really got out of it that very first time I watched it was, holy shit, I love space. I love sci-fi stuff. This is fucking cool. More of this, please. Which, I mean, I already had some of because I watched Star Trek a lot as a kid. Um, But, like, it, it really was just, like, the movie that really solidified for me that, like, Sci-fi is definitely a genre of movie that I love. And then I watched it again a few times, and I I started to pick up the the actual story of what was happening. Right. And then as a a kind of, you know, 
later on in life, once again, after I started learning more about, like, directors, about cinema itself, about the way things are done, the way things are shot and whatnot, I learned more about Stanley Kubrick, and then I went back and I rewatched it again after knowing more about Kubrick, and it just kind of... It's a movie that has, like a lot of layers to it. There's like fun sci-fi, there's a cool story, there's all the like the the messages that Kubrick throws in because that's just how Kubrick is. He is very um I, I don't even I don't even know how to put it. Um subtle Unique. but forthright. Yeah. He 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 takes all of his movies and he he makes them his own unique version of what it was, and right. it's amazing. A master reinterpreter. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> and it's a phenomenal movie, and and I, I cannot say enough good things about it. I absolutely love this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I don't... Do you know any of the actors from that film? Not off the top of my head, no. No, I couldn't tell you. I just got an idea we should have done from the start. Uh, so we're going to retcon this episode a little bit. <laughs> uh, fuck. What are, what are we retconning? What are we doing? Um, shit, what was, what was your number three? My number three was Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, that's right. My brain is bad, I'm sorry. I mean, if you don't know the cast of Pulp Fiction... No, I know the cast of Pulp Fiction. I just, like... I wanted to do... I'm gonna do the... The synopsis for these. Oh, okay. From from IMDb. Yes. The lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster, and his wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. Yes. And that's putting it lightly. Yeah, that's a, that's a really succinct description of what happens. <laughs> if you think that you can tell that from the order that the scenes are in... <laughs> uh, um, do you want me to do 2001? Yeah. Yeah, I can do 2001. Let me, let me pull that up right quick. Pink Floyd The Wall, 1982. A confined but troubled rock star descends into madness in the midst of his physical and social isolation from everyone. All right. And 2001, A Space Odyssey, 1968. After uncovering a mysterious artifact buried beneath the lunar surface, a spacecraft is sent to Jupiter to find its origins. A spacecraft manned by two men and the supercomputer HAL 9000. Hal 9000. Yes. 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 So, I want to give a big old honorable mention. uh, Because I've very much considered this one of my favorite movies of all time for a long time. But, uh, Fight Club. I'm no good at vamping. <laughs> Fight Club. Fight Club. It's uh, this is just a honorable mention because like 
I, I want to put it up here, but I also don't. It's a really, really good movie. Like, I watched it over and over when I saw it the first time, but it just... It doesn't fall into the aspects of cinema that I would consider peak. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I had to struggle i i wanted to put both scarface and or blow up there oh blow's so good and i i couldn't put either of them in my top three they're they're definitely honorable mentions but i couldn't quite put either of them in my top three yeah so yeah so yeah fight club is two and a half i guess in this no it's just an honorable mention it's just really really good and i really like it yeah, yeah, Fight Club's a great movie. That's one of my honorable mentions as well. It's just hard for me to... Everything I like has a really toxic fan base. <laughs> so, like, if you got of what Fight Club was about, you're not trying to be a manly man starting Fight Clubs. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get what Fight Club was about, you are most of the people who watched Fight Club and tried to start a Fight Club. <laughs> you did not get it. I am so sorry. You just missed it. It went right over your head. Good movie. Great movie. Amazing movie. Yeah. David Fincher directing. Ah, mm-hmm. So good. Anyway. Um, Did really good justice to the book. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there were definitely some translations, but like, oh, yeah. it translated well to screen. And mm-hmm. I think that was the point. The only issue is, is in the book, they actually teach you how to make napalm and things like that. There's actual excerpts from the anarchist cookbook in there. And um, that's pretty incredible. Not yeah. gonna lie, that's yeah. pretty fucking cool. That is cool, and also um, awesome to do. You should all have a copy, or at least um, like a physical copy or a PDF copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. It's good to have physical copy. If you have a PDF, print that shit out and put it in a binder. Yeah, like you should always have a physical copy. Yeah. Um, this is something we don't legally recommend, but... No, uh, no, for legal reasons, you should probably not own this. Yeah, but, uh, on a personal level, I think it's probably good for everybody to have a copy. Yeah. Lots of interesting information in there. That's just my opinion, allegedly. Yes. Um, allegedly. <laughs> now, uh, my, my second, my number two... Yes, yes, your number two, please, sir! Also spacey. All right, cool. We're we're hitting the sci-fi trend here. 2014 Chris Nolan's Interstellar. I have not seen it. All right. Um, So I I got the synopsis open because I decided to do this on the last one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When Earth becomes uninhabitable in the future, a farmer and ex-NASA pilot, Joseph Cooper, is tasked to pilot a spacecraft along with a team of researchers to find a new planet for humans. Mm. And it is rad like is this the one with matthew mcconaughey or the one with matt damon matthew mcconaughey okay matt damon is also there oh are these i thought those were different movies they are different movies matt damon is just also a spaceman in this movie oh okay he was really wanted to be a spaceman for a little while yeah it was this was like in the same year yeah where he was lost on mars it, little side tangent about Matt Damon for a second. I forgot that Matt Damon was the one that showed up in Euro Trip and sang Scotty Doesn't Know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, he probably still gets royalties for that song to this day. Yeah, I, probably. I, I heard a person in high school like that I work with a, at my job singing that song. <laughs> I was just like, oh. 
that's interesting. <laughs> and then I heard somebody say it's really popular on TikTok, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. I don't know if it still is. Trends come and go really fast on there, I guess. But like, it was at least for a second popular on TikTok. So oh, a bunch amazing. of people heard that. I saw a thing recently where apparently that is uh, the second best. Um, made for a movie song of all time i didn't look at the article and i didn't see what number one was but i just thought it was interesting that it's labeled as the second best made for a movie song like by a fake band or whatever yeah i i'm not really surprised it's definitely one of the most quoted yeah it's yeah it's a it's a catchy fucking 90s pop punk bop yeah (laughs) uh interstellar yes uh so, Interstellar is just a really amazing piece of fiction because it shows, like, a devastated Earth. And, like, all the crops are dying. The only thing left they can grow is corn. Mm-hmm. So, everybody eats corn, like, everything. Um, they're changing textbooks in school. So, like, the moon landing didn't happen. Like, you just need to focus on the our Earth is kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. And it's just this really, like, subtle dystopia. That's really cool to see. Like, it's ob- it's an obvious dystopia, but, like, the ways in which it's, like, they're not doing anything to make it better. Yeah. Uh, and just, they they end up getting, getting into space, right? They use the thing, and they, uh, the thing by which I mean a spaceship. Yep, yep, yep. And they get into space. Usually that's how we get into space as humans. Yeah, and they go through a wormhole. Ooh, wormhole. Yeah, that they found by Saturn, I think. Okay, wow, that's a long ways away. Yeah, and... Uh, that's so a good th- ship. Yeah, well, they, they've got, like, cryosleep and stuff going on. They got Okay. The, it's, it's sufficiently future enough for that to be happening. Yeah. Apparently throughout all of the... All of the blight and stuff. NASA's still been getting funded so that they can find a way off-world. Okay. Um, and so the idea is that they're going to go and find a new world, and then uh, the space station that they have built into the ground is actually a ship. Okay. So uh, once they are able to, they can just, like, detach from the Earth and, you know, take everybody off to this wormhole and wherever the planet they find to go. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. And uh, they get through the wormhole, and they go, and they uh, go to a couple different planets, and, like, you get to see some really cool sci-fi environments and shit, and just everything is so hard science. There's even a book, to, uh, accompanying book by the scientist who, uh, like, helped with the movie. Oh, neat. And that book's super interesting. It's just called The Science of Interstellar. But, like, it just tells you, like, this is all based on real, like, uh, stuff that we have observed or, like, is theoretical based on the science that we have now. Mm -hmm. And then, like, and this is where it stops being science. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, But just having all that so based on our science and all the space shots, everything that happens in space, there's no sound. Oh, cool. And so every time it just cuts to the outside of the ship at any point in time, and there's a couple of, like, cool set pieces that happen that are really active in in space. And so while that's all happening, it's just silence. And it's just this 
awesome atmosphere. Everything about that movie just feels really cool. That happens in 2001 A Space Odyssey as well. Except for when they're walking, because then all you, it's like dead silence, and then you just hear like them, like the ventilator and them in the actual suit. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, just the way it's shot, the way it's done, the message of it is just, it's cheesy, and a lot of people don't like the end of it. Because uh, the, the message, the end all be all message is that love transcends everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's that's okay, sure. Yeah. That's that's how the puzzle is solved with the gravities and whatnot. Love transcended. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love love. <laughs> I love stories where love wins. You hippie. Yeah. A bit. But not quite. Hippies are dirty. Not all of them. I uh, think that's a bad stereotype. No, I think that's I think that's accurate. <laughs> I think that's part of being a hippie. <laughs> I also don't agree full on with hippie culture as a whole. It's just you've gone too far one way. You you are just as bad as people who have gone too far the other way. That is my opinion. Hippies hate one thing. Slayer. <laughs> Hippies hate a lot of things yeah. actually. They're full of hate. They mm. just don't express it because they're busy like surrounding themselves in the things they love. And only that. And never, ever challenging themselves, ever. That's what I don't like about hippies. <laughs> you can't have good vibes all the time, man. You never grow like that. All right. That's why I don't like hippies. <laughs> but I do love love. Because love overcomes everything. And that's the message of Interstellar. And that's why uh, that... and. Just the cinematic amazingness of the film, the emotional storytelling along with this hard science is really cool put together, and it's, I I will call it a masterpiece probably till the day I die. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. I should probably watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Yeah. It's real good. I don't remember what the other one's called, but I remember Matt Damon grows potatoes. I didn't watch it either. I just heard the about... The Martian. The Martian. That's what it was. I just heard about Matt Damon growing a lot of potatoes in space. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> I haven't seen that one either. All right. Are we ready for our final ones? Bum, 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 My bum. greatest movie Ba-da-dum. of all time. <laughs> Hot Fuzz. Oh. I love this movie so much. Uh, Edgar Wright directed Hot Fuzz. Uh, 2007 came out. Yeah. Here's, here's the little synopsis here. A skilled London police officer, after irritating superiors with his embarrassing effectiveness, is transferred to a village where the easygoing officers object to his fervor for regulations as a string of grisly murders strikes the town. Why is that the longest synopsis we've got? <laughs> I don't know. But this movie is awesome. Uh, it's uh, part of the Cornetto trilogy, yes. uh, which Edgar Wright of which directed. Shaun of the Dead is actually the best one. So I, I disagree heavily with that. <laughs> Obviously. No. no. Shaun of the Dead is a great movie. It's you got a, red on you. It's an amazing film. Uh, but it is not better than Hot Fuzz. All right. And the last one in the Cornetto trilogy, um, the... I actually don't think I've seen it. 
what's it called? The the end of the world? The Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> something like that. It's about a, a pub crawl. It's about uh they go back to their hometown for a pub crawl and all the residents have been turned into robots and they have okay. to fight them off. Alright. It's an interesting movie. That's fun. Um but Hot Fuzz, in my opinion, is like it's like the ultimate comedy film. It's got like a little bit of everything you want in it. It's like a little bit of action, a little bit of bromance, a little bit of fucking buddy cop, a little <laughs> bit of just like straight up good humor. There's like a, a cult running the town that's ran by like some legendary fucking villains. Like Bill Nighy's in this movie. He's not one of the villains, but he, he always kind of feels like a villain right. when he's on screen in these yeah, films. He's got such a devastating face. <laughs> it's truly crazy. He looks like ev- he could be the warden of every prison. Yeah, but like Billy Whitelaw, Peter White, Julia Deacon, Tom Strode, Walton. Like, I don't know any of those names off the, the top these, of my head. Uh, uh, Paul Freeman... Fuck. So these are all, like, um, famous old-school British uh, villains. Okay. They were the the people that are, like, in the cult or whatever. They're all famous British villains. That's fun. That's real good. I haven't watched a lot of old British movies. Watched a lot of old British comedy. (laughs) But, uh, no, it's it's just an amazing film. I love the, the action pieces. I love the way it's shot. The the comedy gets me every single time. Every single time. The It was a really hard toss-up. Decaffeinated. Toss up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a hard toss-up between uh, Hot Fuzz and Tropic Thunder for me, because Tropic Thunder is also oh, one of the yeah, greatest comedies. Oh, that. Uh, one of the greatest comedic films ever made, Tropic Thunder, is fucking phenomenal. It's so funny. <laughs> it gets excited about my food, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Show me where the drugs are! <laughs> Tom Cruise is just my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> I just I, he's the first thing I think of. His balding head is the first thing I think of every time. Take a step back and literally fuck your own face. <laughs> <laughs> we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> I need to watch that. <laughs> I need to watch that when the kids aren't around. <laughs> like, the who here's a key grip? Me. You, you. Hit that director in the face really fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all don't know, key grips can hit real fucking hard. They got strong muscles. Uh, Do you you have more to say about Hot Fuzz? Uh, It's... No, it's just really good. Like, every scene, every beat in that movie has funny moments in it. There's... It's not lacking in any department, in my opinion. Like, there's there's always something good going on. There's always, like, when it's not being directly funny, there's, like, a little bit of, like, 
mystery intrigue. There's a little bit of buddy cop shit happening. There's there's a scene where they get drunk and just sit down and watch fucking Point Break and Bad Boys Two. Like <laughs> it's great. There's nothing bad about this movie. It's fucking phenomenal. It's great. I All love right. it. All right. Um. I. I okay. So. A couple of shout-outs. Star Wars, just as a whole. <laughs> as a whole. Um, I was surprised it didn't make it on there. I was I expecting like, it for a number one. No, I, I... I Maybe should be, but it's it it's not because of everything that's come after. Like, the first six movies mm. are so good. And a lot of the side movies are really good. And well, the first eight movies in the Skywalker saga are all pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Some better than others, but all overall, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I like, and I've always liked the prequels, so that's not an issue for me. It's just a, like, I didn't, I was so into the sequels, too. That last movie really drags down all of it. Yeah, it really, when you... It's like you put a cap on. Like a... you could have forgiven it. You could have forgiven Solo for maybe not living up to expectations or whatever. Like... Yeah, well, that was, I mean, it was a hard thing to do, and yeah. the script was a little weird, and it was. Yeah, but it was still fine. It was still a fine movie. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like I understood the character choices and the things they did were cheesy, but like, eh, cheesy. Yeah, hum. Soto, <laughs> dude, come on, just leave, just leave let, it be. Let it be his name. It's <laughs> just his name. It's space. They can have weird names. It's fine. Yeah, like because he, he was alone. That's so dumb. <laughs> just call him Hans Smith. <laughs> Hondo. There we go. Hondo. That's, that's a good bit. Yeah. Yeah, but that Hondo. <laughs> Also, Hondo is a character later. Oh, okay. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, Star Wars just generally gets a shout-out. Um, and, oh, God, I don't... Number one is so hard. Like, a, a top number one movie. <laughs> um, shout-out to the Hostel movies. They they don't get to be number one. But the first one's okay. First two are really good. There's more than that? The third one I don't think is very good. I never watched it because Eli Roth didn't write or direct it. Nah. Um, all of Eli Roth's movies, actually, are very good. So shout out to those. I do love horror. There's no horror on my list, but this is just the top three, so... Mm-hmm. Um... I guess <sighs> this. <laughs> and I just feel like it's gonna be silly. It's it is silly, but it. Um, Hot Fuzz was my number one. So yeah. Blazing Saddles. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Blazing Saddles. All right, so I. I don't, I don't, like, I don't have solid reasoning for this, but Mel Brooks is an absolute legend, still living right now, so living legend, but, uh, he, this movie did so much 
in so little time. <laughs> in order to ruin a western town, a corrupt politician appoints a black sheriff who promptly becomes his most formidable adversary. Yeah. Yeah. And just the way this movie handled race in the 70s using the front <laughs> of an old western mm -hmm. was brilliant. The jokes in it were brilliant. Gene Wilder's my favorite person in the world. Sometimes. Oh my god, so funny! Like uh, a true comedic genius. Are we awake? Are we black? <laughs> yes. Then we're awake, <laughs> but we're very confused. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's so much of this movie I carried with me throughout my life. And shout out to Wayne's World; it almost took this spot. Oh, quite that's honestly. fair. But there's just so much about this movie the the way it like does conflict in silly like it's honest conflict done in the most silly way possible, mm -hmm. and like just. I don't know, something about Mel Brooks's films in general always showed me that uh, it doesn't really matter who you are, there are buffoons everywhere. Yeah. And that <clears> is <throat> that notion in and of itself is so comforting. <laughs> uh, just, oh, fuck. <laughs> There's just buffoonery no matter where you look. and Buffoonery on all sides. Yeah, and just... Seeing that lens, seeing it from that perspective, even like I saw it at a pretty young age. Blazing Saddles is one of those that I probably saw too young. Like, <laughs> my dad was like, "It's comedies, whatever." Right. <laughs> uh, I think he only changed his mind when I was like seven years old and flipping people off because it was from Austin Powers. Right. Right. So I, I think that's that might have adjusted his mind. He's never going to get a head in life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shout out Austin Bowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh yeah, Blazing Saddles overall the the lead actor in that, uh Cleavon I just had it open, but uh Cleavon something. He's fucking really good. He really like if he wasn't the lead actor, he'd steal the show. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he is fucking incredible. His performance is top-notch. Uh, Gene Wilder really tries to steal the show a couple of times, but nah. No, not quite there. Nah. Uh, and the... Oh, just every scene in that movie. Candy Graham from Mongo. There's a big old fart joke with the beans, and I'm totally good with that. <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot of movies where I see a fart joke, and I'm like, <laughs> like I, I'm pretty over farts as a as a thing. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like yeah, we're we're a little bit more mature now, yeah. mildly. Uh, like, it's just like you have to time a fart just right, yeah. and like it almost you almost have to make it the right consistency for it to be funny. <laughs> No, I, I think almost any consistency of fart, if given the proper comedic timing, is funny. Right, right. But, like, yeah, no. All right. I'll, I accept that. <laughs> right. Just the overall nature of that film, the way it was shot, when it was done, how it was done. Yeah, all sweating like it's 120 degrees out here. <laughs> Can't be more than 114. <laughs> 
God. That's that movie taught me. Camp Town Races. Uh. Uh. This baby is getting so mad. I don't even know why. I'm talking about Blazing Saddles. Right? It's so good. Um. Yeah, overall, I don't really have anything more to say about Blazing Saddles. It's just, it's a brilliant, brilliant comedy. And uh, I guess I have one thing to say about people who talk about Blazing Saddles. Hmm. Uh, the people who are like, you can't make Blazing Saddles today. Yes, you could. You can't make Blazing Saddles today. You could, like, if you tried to remake it, you'd get crucified. If you, like, tried to make, just adapt the script into a new one, it probably wouldn't work that well, just because... It was written for the time it was in. Yeah. But, but you can make something like it. Yeah, you absolutely could. And people do. Mm-hmm. People try and fail, but, like, people also just do that. There's a lot of, like, I don't know, I would argue some some level of the boondocks is blazing saddles. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, fair. Like, there, it, just, it shows up. It's around. And Key and Peele? Mm-hmm. Key and Peele did blazing saddles a couple oh, yeah. of times. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Jack Wellen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that dubstep one. Was oh, the funny. dubstep one's great. Go watch Key and Peele. There's only like four seasons. They kept it the right amount of time. The whole mm-hmm. the whole time, it's funny. And then go on YouTube and find some Whites Kids You Know. Yeah, you like sketch comedy. Yeah, Whites Kids You Know. They also did Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Oh yeah. They like. These the baby are all people. Bullet. Yeah. <laughs> these are these are baby all head. things that just emulate the energy of Blazing Saddles so hard. And if you don't see the South Park does Blazing Saddles every week, mm-hmm. like it's the same energy. It's the same shit. People are like, "Oh, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today." I do it every day. <laughs> Shut up. I hate that criticism. It's um, a weird one. I do have a couple more honorable mentions I could throw out. Absolutely. As we get towards the end here. Um, obviously, things like SLC Punk yes, need to go yes. on there. Uh, Train Spotting needs to go oh, on there. Oh, those are both so good. Uh, Clockwork Orange, um, another Kubrick film. Yeah, yeah, that one is... That, I honestly haven't seen as much Kubrick as I would like to say I have, but I have seen a Clockwork Orange, and it's incredible. That's uh, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um... The Last House on the Left. Oh, that's a good uh, one. The Hills Have Eyes. I just think I got a lot of horror favorites. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, Alien was a hard one to not put up there for me. Yeah. Alien was, it was pretty close to making it. Um, oh man, Cabin in the Woods. I like that movie. Yeah. Um, people, I've talked a lot of shit about it since. It seems to have been popular the year it came out and not since then. Evil but Dead. Evil Dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say specifically Evil Dead 2 for me. Really? Yeah. Uh, for me, it would be the original, and then Army of Darkness. I know, Evil Dead 2, it feels, because, like, it is just Evil Dead again, and it just feels better done, which is exactly <laughs> what it was. It was yeah. just doing Evil Dead better, <laughs> and I don't know, I just like watching it more, it's smoother. Easier easier to digest as a whole. I think it was just the one that I didn't have on VHS as a kid. We had the original and we had Army of Darkness, and I didn't have two. Right. So I just haven't seen it as much. Oh, right. Oh, if you like, if you like uh, the Evil Dead movies and you like death metal, 
the Black Dahlia Murder has a song called Raped in Hatred by Vines of Thorns. <laughs> it's really, really good and about that. It's about exactly that. Yeah. That's a thing that happens in that movie. Yeah. It's real good. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up. And in the remake, oh, oh my god. god. It's so much worse in the remake. It's scary, scary in the remake. All the way through the Evil Dead, you're like, wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> that looks fucked up. Yeah, it's campy as hell. No, the remake, they they, they made it. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. That Goodness scene gracious. at the end where it's just raining blood. Yeah. You know, that is the most blood ever used in a film. It's some ridiculous amount of blood. They would have had to gone over a, a lot to beat Kill Bill. It's Which, a, also shout out to Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. Oh, definitely. Yeah, more Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, there are certain directors that I'm finding are, like, common in these. Oh, yeah, well, I, they're common because they're good. And, like, their films are good. And, uh, like, despite the fact that Tarantino's, well, kind of a weird asshole, uh, as far as I can tell from interviews and people who've worked with him, weird foot fetishist asshole. Okay, so... But he's also an amazing filmmaker, because all, that's all he's ever cared about is making films. The Evil Dead remake, which came out in 2013. I can't yeah. believe that came out that long ago. Yeah. Um, I, the end scene where it's raining blood, it used about 50,000 gallons of fake blood, and the rest of the movie used about 20,000 gallons. So God about 70,000 total over the whole movie. That is a lot of fake blood. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy. God damn. You'd hate to be the cleanup crew on that one, huh? Right? You'd think if you were using that much fake blood, you'd try to do it on a set where you could, like, collect some of it afterwards and, like, <laughs> reuse it. Yeah, no, that was just, like, an outdoor set. It was just raining outside. Yeah. That's so much. 50,000 gallons of fake blood. God damn. Yeah. All right. Do we have any like notable, honorable, any other notable, honorable mentions? Um, notable, honorable mentions. Trying to think of any off the top of my head. I think I ran through a good portion of the list that I had. Um, I mean, I'm oh fucking a Knight's Tale is always a good film for me. Oh, that is a good movie. Uh, I I almost put Blade Runner, the final cut. Oh yeah, Blade on, Runner on there. Yeah. On at, at the top one, it was very close. Yeah. But uh, Interstellar scratches more of the sci-fi itches for me, and mm -hmm. it's more cinematically pleasing. Is why I put it in the actual top three, as opposed to Blade Runner, which I adore with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, I did similar things. I almost had Alien up there, but I went with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Like <laughs> Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Mm -hmm. I should specify every time for the first Blade Runner, it's Blade Runner, the final cut. It's the right one to watch. Yeah. Oh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element deserves a shout out. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a great film. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's got Resident Evil and uh, Die Hard in it. Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, also Half of Rush Hour. Yeah. 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 The Black Half. You green? Super green. That's, that's what I know about that movie. It's good. It's a good film. 
It's got like a, it's a little bit of everything. It's got that kind of dystopian future vibe to it. I just it. explained how it was a little bit of everything, Derek. Keep yeah. <laughs> it's got space stuff. It's got like adventure stuff. It's got some comedy. Like it's good. Yeah. It's kind of Bruce Willis doing Indiana Jones things in space a little bit. I like that. That's it's, cool. It's fun. It's a good time. That's that's real good. Uh, anyway, um, because I didn't sit down and like properly make a list, there's a lot of movies I'm going to be forgetting. I like a lot of weird movies. Oh, uh, Torso is a great horror movie that a lot of people have not seen because it's older. But the tension building in that one, <sighs> ratchets. Ratchets it up the whole time. You just feel it like, like a... Like, just a crank in your stomach. It feels like somebody's slowly turning it the whole movie. It's it's so good. Um, but yeah, there's there's a shit ton of movies that I, I... Like, I've just sat and watched movies for a really long time. Like, I love movies. If I... I should just go through and letterbox every movie I've ever seen so I can remember what they are. I should as well. I really should start doing that. Because I watch so many movies... You should watch Hereditary. I have it. You sh- you should watch it. It's definitely one that you can't watch around the kids. It's definitely a fucking horror movie. Okay, well, um, we gotta watch Aliens still. Gotta watch all the Alien movies. Actually, Hereditary might be a film that I I might just bring over, and you and I will just sit down and watch one day when okay. we have the free time to do it because that's a good one. Right. It's a good one. Not a lot of jump scares, but a lot of that tension building and the scary moments really fucking are, like, chilling, almost. Oh, The Descent. Oh, The Descent's also very good. That's a classic good movie. Yeah. All-female cast, pretty much, except for, like, I think one guy who's the, there for, like... The one guy that dies at the beginning. Yeah. In a car wreck. I think that movie was directed by a woman as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very, very good. It's a badass movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that movie. There are so many movies I'm going to be forgetting. I started thinking about horror movies, and that's the only genre I'm in right now. But, like, Coco? Oh, my God. Coco should be up there. Didn't watch it. Oh, it is incredible. I cry every single time. So good. And there's plenty of comedic elements, but it's also, like, really into the, the Mexican culture, which is just something mm-hmm. I did not grow up with. So it's all just kind of new and different for me mm-hmm. and that's exciting i i like i like seeing people who are not white in the front of the stories yeah because it's not something i've seen a thousand times mm-hmm. it's just i would way rather have that perspective turning red had that as well which is really good uh fucking up up is amazing story yeah, it's all right like get the fuck out of here I cry three times every time I watch that movie. <laughs> I, I, I believe you. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I don't lie about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, some of the Marvel movies I'd probably put up there. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Fucking brilliant film. See, I probably wouldn't be putting, like, I can't justify putting, like, Disney classics or Pixar films or or Marvel movies in my top even ten. I Why? Because they aren't that for me. 
That's insane. Like, I, I get the Marvel They're fun. Movies. They're good movies. I definitely but... get the Marvel movies to a degree, but some of them are really objectively good films. Like, they're kind of holding the MCU up, as, as, as it were. Like, all three of the Guardians movies, I can take those out of the MCU and love them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, I don't know. There's There's... There's a degree I understand that, but also, if you like them, you like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like them just fine. They just wouldn't fit on, like, a top ten list for me. You know what I mean? I guess so. I don't really, because mm-hmm. they would. They would fit on so many, like... I could do a top ten Disney movies. I could do, like... I mean, I could do a, a top ten... If I was doing a top ten Disney-specific, then yes, I could rank them. But I wouldn't, like... If I'm doing a top ten movies of all times, I wouldn't have a Disney movie on there. Oh, yeah, I definitely would. Aladdin would be fighting for a spot. I fucking love that film. If I um, had to pick one... Wally? It would either be Aladdin or Jungle Book if I was picking one. Wally's one of my favorites, though. That movie's so good. There's so little dialogue in it, too. It's such a good movie. Cars is fine. <laughs> Cars is fine. Cars is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it spawned so much conversation for us. It, should it, be uh, on it really has. Kind of it should be on a list somewhere. <laughs> That's fair. You right. Uh, I don't know. There's... There's a significant number of, I don't know, populist movies, I guess you would call them, that I would not take out of the ranking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I joked before this, my my three were going to be Casablanca, Citizen Kane, and Gremlins. <laughs> and I just, I just taking those old movies is just, those aren't, those are, those are probably great movies. I, I know I saw... Casablanca when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't think I've seen it. Well, those are probably great movies. And Gone with the Wind. Oh, Gone with the Wind, yeah. Uh, they just don't... They don't bring anything that is, hasn't been improved upon since. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back and watch them, I'm pretty sure you would just see an old movie... Whereas there, I would argue there are some movies that were made like 20, 30, 40 years ago that have had things that movies today just don't have, don't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if they weren't legendary movies like those ones, they they do something that those movies couldn't have dreamed of and movies since then haven't dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And I think those are important things to point out. Yeah. Anywho, that's probably our top movies thing. <laughs> yes, I think it is. I think we've reached the end. So I got um, Seth MacFarlane's, Seth MacFarlane's Cavalcade of Cartoon Comedy is technically a movie. Yes, it is technically a movie. Throw that up there. It's funny. Uh, there's there's so many other movies I should be pointing out and I can't think of right now. And so many other movies that are just undisputable classics that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, take our lists as, you know, personal. Yes. Don't, yes. don't look too deep into that. It's, uh, and mine was definitely constructed more on the fly, so 
judge me harshly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's been our movies. You can get a hold of us. Uh, and the, the email, truenutralpod at gmail.com. We've got the X, at truenutralpod. I'm X. at Mr. Dab himself. Uh, True Neutral Studios, the YouTube, the threads, the Instagram, and I'm at Mr. Dab himself on the Instagram and threads as well, and then True Neutral Podcast on the Facebook. Woo! Yeah! Yay! Um, why don't you tell us your top three movies? Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Bye-bye! Bye.